What is up everybody? Welcome to Behind the Scenes with, with your host, Vinani Mozanzali. This is the podcast where we go behind the scenes with some of your favourites to find out a bit about what goes on in their lives, both in and out of the industry. We've got actors, singers, comedians, dancers, we have got the lot. We have some amazing deep conversations, we share secrets, but there's always plenty of laughs and we're all about the good vibes. If you do enjoy listening, please make sure to give us a like, subscribe, follow, leave us a review, all of that stuff. You already know what to do. It's much, much appreciated. Now, with all that being said, the curtains are drawn, the cameras are cut, and it's time to go behind the scenes. So today we have actually gone on a little trip to Italy as we chat to the beautiful Nikita Chadder who was isolating actually in a hotel room in Milan at the time this was recorded. Um, Nikita is killing the game, doing incredible things with acting, modelling and dancing. Um, We talk a little bit about how she's become kind of a face to identify with for a lot of South Asian girls with their community still being so underrepresented in the industry, which is super interesting. Um, We also get into the joys of social media and talk a bit about how to handle the pressures of it in today's society. Um, This one's just a really nice girly chat, a bit of a catch up for us two. And I know that those of you listening are going to love it. Hello, Nikita. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. You're so welcome. Um, So we were actually just chatting before we came on the call. Nikita's actually isolating in Italy right now. And the day we're recording this is the Euro finals. So she is in the opposing country. I know. How crazy. Tell everybody your plans, what you're doing tonight. Well, obviously, you know, it's going to be wild because I'm going to be in my room. So I've set up the TV, I've ordered some beers and I'm going to watch it with um, me, myself and I. <laughs> but also I'm kind of excited because I know I'm in Italy and it's kind of hilarious, but either way I'm going to be celebrating on it. Yeah, exactly. You've, kind of, you've got the best of both worlds, I think. I think so, but come on England. I'm going to be singing um, <laughs> It's Coming Home in Sweet Caroline on my own. I know, have you got a balcony? I've got a balcony and I'm scared. Like if I actually sing too loud, people are going to be like, swearing at me in Italian like get out of here because <laughs> they'll be singing I bet you can hear the national anthem and all sorts going off I'm gonna hear it later yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. how crazy oh, do you what like I have never watched a football match in my life until the semis really yeah do you like do you until watch this, football until no only the Euros World Cup only okay like, okay sometimes I'll watch football yeah but like the Euros and World Cup is a different vibe I think it's so fun no it and is I'm not, like, you know, I'm not like obsessed with it. But I can't believe you haven't watched it, any of it. Well, I have, like, I have obviously, like, all the, the men, men in my life, like my dad, my brother, my boyfriend, like, all watch football. So it's always on in the house, but I'm just, like, not interested. But then obviously, there's been so much yeah. hype about it this time. And I just feel like it, it came to the semis and then England were playing. And I was like, I, I can't not. Like, I need to join in. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I think just the vibe is so different, especially for these kind of things. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't follow football. So, I am like a like a faux supporter in a way because I'm like I don't really know what's going on but I know what's going on <laughs> yeah but I, I feel like that's in right now I feel like that's half the country anyway oh my god I'm excited to see how it pans out who do you think is gonna win oh I actually think England I actually do I do I feel I like it. right me too do you know I, I don't know if this is just me being like away with the fairies but I feel like everybody's energy is so like yeah, like we're backing them so much. I feel like the whole country, I just feel like that's got something to do with it. Like whether that just makes them play better tonight. I just yeah. feel like everyone's like, everyone's rooting for them. I feel like, especially after COVID, everyone's ready for a hype. Like a that's true what I mean. hype. Yeah. And this is it. I think this is hype enough, like the finals, but yeah, come on. Sure. Imagine, I'm going to be really sad because I'm going to not be in England. <laughs> mm. Right. Okay. So. This is water. <laughs> okay, not she's wine. she's not on the beer yet. She's not on the alcohol it's yet. Wine. That's just, it looks like a wine bottle almost. You know what? Me. You do you. I always I've got like a hot drink because it like helps my throat when I'm talking a lot. Yeah, but yeah. You know yeah. what? Um, Any beverage goes. Anything. Yeah. It's water. Yes. So um let's talk a little bit about work life. Uh mm-hmm. tell us about your how did your journey start in 
the creative performing industry like how did it all start for you give us like tells your journey from the beginning okay how long have you got I'm joking (laughs) (laughs) no I'm joking um so I guess I started doing I started falling in love with dance and I was doing classical Indian and Bollywood growing up Mm -hmm. so they were like my way into performing and then I went to a thing called Stagecoach. I don't know if you've heard of Stagecoach. Yes. Yeah. It's like um, like a Saturday school. Theater a Saturday school. school. Yeah. It's like musical theatre and you do like one hour singing, dance mm-hmm. and drama. Yeah. And yeah. then I did that for like years. And then I was just like, I always knew I wanted to be a performer. I knew that since the day one, it was kind of just given like in my family. I was always a bit of like a little show off kid, like secretly trying to make shows and stuff. Yeah. And then... Don't know, I just took it really seriously. And like, even though I didn't have any like formal training, I auditioned for like drama schools, like dance schools. Yeah. And then got in. And then I was like, oh my God, here I am. I got in. Like, I, it was pretty shocking because yeah. the first time I got, like I did um, the like a ballet audition. The first time I put ballet shoes on and did ballet was in that audition. But, that's like, crazy. Yeah, that's so like, crazy. It was like, I was not, I think I got in on like, um, what did my head of dance say? Pure Potential. <laughs> Pure potential. Like, cool. They're always like, oh, we look for potential. That's what they look for, isn't it? I know. It's true, though. Exactly. And then I obviously did three years of that, and now I'm doing more acting. But like, I've always yeah. just loved performing. It's it's been, yeah. it's been like embedded in my soul. I feel it. like that's like that's the case, isn't it, with what we do? It's like I don't. I'm yet to meet someone that doesn't feel like that. It's not like something that you just like you finish you know a lot of people finish uni and then they're like okay like maybe I'll apply for this job this job it's just it's just like it's inside isn't it you can't really it's It's hard to explain isn't it yeah the love of the stage and like performing and just singing and dancing and acting it's like it's a thrill that I don't get anywhere else so I you have to follow your passions don't you in life I think for sure 100 percent couldn't agree more that kind of leads me on to my next question so you especially are like are very successful in different aspects of it as well so obviously you act you dance you model um you can sing you sing like what do you to put it in simple terms like say if you were like I don't know um on a train and someone's like chatting to you and you they said oh what do you do like what do you say it's so hard isn't it oh I find that the hardest question like what what do you do I say I'm in oh god I guess now, like right now in life, I'd be like, I'm an actress who can dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess sometimes I model. Okay, yeah. bye. Like no one ever gets it. Do, do you mean like yeah. strangers? It's very confusing. Yeah, so I just, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just say I'm a performer. But I guess that was literally what I would say. I'd be like, I'm an actress who can dance and also do modeling, you know? Yeah, yeah, bit of everything. And then like, yeah. what do you see yourself as? Or do you just kind of see yourself as a bit of, bit of everything? Mm. I see myself as an actress dancer, I think. Okay. Like, I love dancing and I always have and always will, but obviously I'm trying to pursue just acting. Acting, yeah. But I always think that dancing is helping. I feel like I've done my dance career almost. Yeah. I know that's kind of outrageous to say, but I feel like I've done my dream jobs in the dance world. So I'm kind of like, almost like wrapping it a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you tick off certain things and then like... That's we're, yeah. we're, that's what performers are like as well, isn't it? You always want more. You always, but like that's good, you know. Yeah, just kind yeah. of reshifting and like, I know lots of my friends kind of reshifted in different ways that they found fitness, like during the lockdown yeah. and other things. And I find it really interesting how I'm really open to like all sorts, like kind of where the world takes me. I'll go, but I know sure. how I want it to go. Let's just yeah, see. yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's like solid. And also, I find I'm kind of similar to you and. I find that saying an actress or I do acting is kind of I think it like covers all bases because like when you dance you act when you even like oh, modeling yeah. like you, it's an act you're putting on an act you know what I mean so I feel oh, like absolutely. and then obviously they the all go industry, hand in hand they all go hand, hand in hand yeah yeah for are. sure no it's okay <laughs> so yeah yeah to put it in short term well you can't you can't even put it in short terms but there's your answer and then yeah. what like because obviously you said you started off dancing um yeah now you want to pursue acting what yeah. do you enjoy the most mm, the one more I, than the other the thrill is so different don't you think and the and the process for each one is so different mm. like if I'm going to include like modeling in that like modeling is very like you know 
comes and it goes but when you see a big campaign it's exciting it's the yeah. thrill it's the buzz it's like oh yeah. my god I want to bust yeah. this is this all madness yeah and then but more acting and dancing is sometimes the part of it is like more the rehearsal process and the getting into it developing a character I think the thrill is so different and unique in all three kind of worlds yeah uh, I almost don't know yeah I don't know nothing quite beats like being on stage and mm. feeling a live audience and yeah. I do think that is the most th- like it's the most terrifying thing but also yeah. the most like like exhilarating yeah nothing quite beats that I yeah. think so yeah I think that whether it's dancing on a stage or acting it's, it's mad in it yeah feeling for sure people eyes like present moment I think that's yeah it's so different that's what I always say it's like two different kind of thrills isn't it like like you said the live performance you kind of get the buzz there and then whereas with things that you've recorded on screen you I I do get a buzz at the time like on set but obviously obviously I'm tripping over my words it's so different isn't it and it's like a much slower pace at the time but then Mm -hmm. you get the thrill after like you say when you see the image or you see the video or whatever um yeah yeah exactly yeah no I I I get you I think it's about how you celebrate it as well like Mm. because you can I think especially in tv and film the industry you can do so much stuff and it just kind of hides you just don't really see it for like years and years and then you're like you almost have to like rebuild yourself like obviously we know what's going to come out soon like yeah it's going to be so exciting when we see it like trust me we're going to be we're going to be like reliving memories yeah yeah literally you relive things don't you that happened like two years ago and yeah I love it yeah but yeah that's that's such like a, a good part of it an exciting part of it for sure for sure um <laughs> okay so moving on uh this is like totally random if you weren't doing what you do now what do you think you might be doing something totally different was there ever anything else on the cards or like is there something else that you enjoy like purely as a hobby I've got I always had one but then it's kind of like the same thing it was like tv presenting me too oh my god me too yeah I but Loki like I would still like I might really open to that I used to watch Jamila Jamil and be like I love her like I used to like look at her outfits and be like oh my god I love everything about like I used to want to be her a little bit like for the TV presenting but I feel like it's kind of similar to acting in a way because it's like being on like on a screen or whatever but it's something completely random do you have one what would you do no like, not really like obviously what about in school what like was there anything that you were good at because I was like very good at English naturally but English. then I also I didn't really no I did work hard but I I was just so interested in performing and I, I was just constantly especially like the last two years of school I was just like I know I don't want to be here you and know? yeah I can imagine yeah I know what you mean. I think I did media for my A-level Me I too. really yeah that. yeah I really enjoyed that but now maybe if I was to go completely off rail and just be like completely like not in that industry I think yoga I'd love to be like a okay. yoga teacher I'm yeah, really like yeah, yeah. yeah and practice and because I practice yoga but yeah. I, I think I could really like delve into that and become completely off grid you know yeah yoga yeah yeah, yeah. Off, okay off okay yeah that's interesting yeah it was it's funny do you know what like it always comes back to then that's kind of like active isn't it and that's like part of dancing and well, it's yes, not but it is you know what I mean yeah yes, yeah no, it is it's using your body isn't it yeah, yeah. for sure but for a completely different reason not so much aesthetic yeah definitely <laughs> yeah definitely that's kind of that's good to lead me on to my next question right so like a typical day in your life let's say let's say a day off um Mm. it's a Saturday you've got the day off like where would we find you what would you be doing let's talk like morning routine everything oh my god amazing well I'm probably if it's my day off I'm probably tired as hell yeah (laughs) I'll wake up I'll make a coffee yeah (laughs) genuinely um with this AeroPress thing love it anyway yeah nice (laughs) I'm kind of getting into coffee now you know learning a bit more about yeah after I went to Vietnam we I did like a little coffee um like a tour kind of of the whole process and I was like this is really interesting so I'll make a coffee and then I'll go to like Victoria Park Market because I just think it's nice. really cute there. Walk around, nice. get some market goodies. Um, usually like olives and bits, like my, my staples that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll come back and cook something if I'm in the mood, if I'm in the mood. Yeah. If it's like a good vibe, I'll cook something and then probably back out to meet my friends. Like I like just to be out and about. Yeah. Socialize, dinner, Socialize. a few drinks. Especially if it's sunny and summer, I'm out, 
yeah go to the park just really chill mm. and maybe like go for a walk with a podcast because I'm actually addicted to that like going on a walk with a podcast is like my thing <laughs> me too yeah me too that's what I actually like I got into running um in the very first lockdown and wow. I could like honestly I didn't used to be able to run I, d- I think it's a mental thing like I think I it is mental but me. honestly like I and obviously coming from a dance background as well and it is so heavy on the fitness side great stamina but it's totally different isn't it like different types of exercise and I I kid you not even the first lockdown the first run I went out on I got to the end of my road about 20 meters and I, I couldn't like I was like I can't That's carry me. on but I think it's about pace I'm not going to go into it too much the technicalities of it I'm really not a pro runner I've literally done like 110k but um That's just amazing oh my god no, I'm quite you... proud of that what? That's... Um, oh but I, I I just started off going slowly anyway my point is what really helps me which I think people find weird because people like music you know it's like hype them up when they're exercising but if I put a podcast on when I run I just get lost in like the conversation or the story or whatever's going on in it. And then that I can, I just like run off and that that's just like how I, that how is I, so interesting. I need to use, okay. I've never tried to run with a podcast. Yeah. Try I've it. And just it. like go slow. Like don't even think about like the pace and just yeah. jog and like, you just, your mind just goes elsewhere. Yeah. Cause I, I do that. <laughs> I went with um my boyfriend and when I was burning out, I was like, I'm, I'm dead. Like yeah. I'm dead. Yeah, and he was going off, and I was like, "Well, see you later," because I can't do this. But it's so much nicer when you find your pace. They say that you're meant to run like your best long, longer run, say like five k or something, should be um, like you should be able to hold a conversation. So it does like you should go as slow as you can, like, okay. and you should still be able to talk. That's okay. like a comfortable pace. It in. But then I'll be going really slow, like. Yeah, but honestly, but then you hit, you literally hit a point. You do, and you feel like you're going so slow, but you just hit a point where, like, I don't know, you can't feel your body anymore, and it actually starts to feel good, and it gets addictive. I've got a really addictive personality, yeah. And like, once you get like the buzz off one good run, you like want to go again, want to go again. Oh my god, I need. Okay, great. When I'm out of isolation, maybe I'll run around Milan. Like, yeah, yeah, nice views as well. (laughs) What's the weather like there? Is it warm at the moment? Boiling. I'm in a dress. Like it's like 31 degrees. It's divine. I've got these windows that I just yank open and try and let the sun in. Yeah, we're not we're not having a very good British summer, are we? Is it not? Is it not sunny still? No, it's it's okay. Like it's warm, but it's like dull and cloudy, and it's probably going to rain tomorrow. I know. It's mid July. I know, but that's what I feel like because I'm like, okay, time's running out now. Like. I know this is like you know yeah, like it's, it's going downhill from here I know we move we move we move we, move. we, we run outside <laughs> yes <laughs> um so what about like have you got any daily habits like little things that you do every day to like keep you in check I don't know like mentally physically work-wise mm. things that like keep you on track keep you motivated I do do a little like whatever it is move my body once a day mm. even if that's walking with a podcast yeah I think it's still does bits for me or like a little stretch like a little just like a little dance in my room yeah something to because if I'm like say if I've got like a what an admin day <laughs> yeah standing in voices and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. then I'm in my like room or whatever my bed I just need to get up and move so that's a daily mm-hmm. habit that I definitely do like earlier today I was just walking around my room but like dancing around my room like I've got a speaker yeah like, even if I'm in this hotel room I need to like move my body 100% um that's probably it do I have anything else that I do definitely every day I'm not sure what skincare some skincare yeah skincare that's good self-care time for yeah, sure yeah I mean myself feel good at least yeah. moisturize at least. yeah yeah defo yeah and have a shower yeah. I do like to shower every day yeah do you shower morning or night morning 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 right okay but not Wait, wash my hair but like just just like a little body wash you know yeah 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 definitely in summer as well like just to be fresh yeah for sure for sure okay nice so let's talk like career highlights like what's been was there ever a moment like a job or one day on a job where you were like this is so sick like you were like okay like this is really cool or just a a memory that you've got that was like one of your favorite your favorite jobs favorite moments I find this question so hard because it's so many like Quite a lot of times on set, I get excited anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, especially when it's a big like film set, it's kind of like overwhelming, but like exhilarating at the same time. And I just find it so intriguing. But 
I have like randomly when you just said that to me now obviously like Aladdin was a huge one yes just the vibe of Aladdin meeting like Will Smith was just a joke and it was like now it's like four years ago like it's mad yeah fun fact so we we both worked on Aladdin but we We didn't like we never really crossed paths did we so there were so many people on set like it was such a big like there were so many people yeah. who wasn't there that you didn't really, you didn't get to meet everybody, which is like We crazy. didn't meet before until like, uh, like no, after. And we, well, we went to the same drama school, went to the same dance college and we That's didn't. Old yeah, old. I know, I know, but at different times. And then we didn't meet till later on a job, so. I don't know, there's so many, like, I find it so hard, like, it is hard. But I guess, like, the Selfridges Christmas campaign was a big one. Because mm. that was, again, like, years ago, but I, I'll never forget it because it was, iconic it was like on the Selfridges like windows and I was on all the buses and I was just like this is this is overwhelming I was like this is yeah mad. and I, it was such a glamorous kind of like job and I remember the the story of that job is quite interesting because I got like like upgraded on the day okay. of the shoot okay so like I'd never had that before where and it was during the time we were filming Aladdin I remember we had like okay a couple of days off and then we were back in on the Monday or something oh, and then what I got a time to be alive what a time it was all happening it was all buzzing yeah and maybe that's why I'm reminiscing of that time Mm. but um I was shooting and I was like um like what's the word a walk-on role you know Mm -hmm. like a walk-on so I was like cool having the best time and then I worked with um the director before on like a another random thing and then she was like oh Nikita like come to the front and I was like oh okay cool like we were just dancing like freestyling it was a bit of like fun and the next thing you know, it's like, oh, actually, Nikita, are you free tomorrow to shoot the stills campaign? We actually want you to be one of the main people. I'm like, it was all just what? like, all happening. Yeah, and yeah, then it yeah. Was like a walk on to like the biggest feature. And then here I am, and like Selfridges, the buses, everything. It was a mad one. And I had yeah. a good time. I'll never forget that because it was the first time. And I think, same with Aladdin, it was the first time being on a film, big, big yes. Disney film set. Yeah. This is huge. This is massive. Like everything. There's like thousands of people around. People, like, yeah. That's what I was about to say. I think sometimes it's like, well, you have like your faces literally everywhere. I like I will go into like um what is it in um was it was it Rimmel or Maybelline? Rimmel. The makeup. Rimmel was another Rimmel. Highlight. Rimmel was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been like people listening, you've definitely seen a face when you've I know you have when you've gone to buy a foundation in Superdrug, there you are. Um, <laughs> but like it's like I was literally just about to say that it's funny isn't it you can go on to do these things again and again which is amazing and like all that success is amazing but you do like that first time it's the same for me so Aladdin was my first film and then even going yeah. on to do like obviously our next venture that's coming out soon with like a little you know like a, a big, bit of a bigger role and stuff like that it's like it's all amazing and exciting but like you just remember that first one don't you and it's something it special is. about it yeah first time experiences for lots of things I think the first like yeah yeah just in life in general not even I was gonna cringe I was like the first kiss and stuff like that (laughs) but it's but But it is true kind of like that's a good no that's a very good comparison because it is so true you you never forget that and you you never forget the first time doing a lot of things do you there's Mm. many highlights but then I'm sticking out okay they're they're the the highlights the main highlights okay okay so then also being obviously a fellow person of color in the industry Mm -hmm. How do you feel? So you're British Indian, yeah, right. Yeah. So what? So is it your your parents? Where are they from? So my dad is from Mumbai, okay, India, yeah. And my mum was born in Kenya and grew up in Nairobi. I didn't know like that. She, yeah, because so I'm she, half Kenyan. Oh, yeah. Nice. I don't think we ever. I didn't know that. We never talked oh about God. that. There, there was like a lot of um, Indians in Kenya yeah. and they had, to, they had to migrate over when it became, you know, a bit dangerous. Mm. So then my mum grew up in Kenya, in Nairobi, and then come, came to the UK when she was 10. Okay. Well, she's like, I guess she's like a British girl now, like, but she's, yeah. but she's Indian. She's Gujarati. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And then my dad was born and raised in Mumbai yeah. and is Hindu Punjabi, which is okay. like another two types of Indian. Yes. <laughs> and then came to the UK at like 27 20 27 okay okay nice so, have you ever have you been to Mumbai yeah lots yeah. And, and Kenya actually oh you've been to Kenya yeah but we went to Mombasa not yeah. oh, okay that's where my dad's from uh, so I've got lovely. loads of family over there yeah 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 so I'm like three types of Indian in one like yeah. there's a lot of different like cultures and languages in India 
yeah. from Hindi Punjabi Gujarati, which is quite a remix. Bit of yeah, movie. yeah. Love, Love that. But then I'm British because I was born and raised here. Yeah. What is good? You're a London First girl. First generation. Yes. London girl. Yes. That's, do you know what? That's another question. That's kind of like going back to like, you know, when we never have an answer as to what we do. You know, when someone asks where you're from and it's like, well... <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say. I know, I was like, how long do you have? Should I, should I give you the full thing? Like, yeah. I'm not going to just say, I'm Indian, born here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really embedded with my culture. Yeah. So how do you feel? Do you feel like in the industry, how do you feel like it's impacted your career at all? Do you feel like it's given you opportunities that you might not have had? Or do you feel like, have you, have you had any instances where it's like hindered any opportunities for you? Mm, I think... Perhaps things would only be a hindrance if my family weren't so supporting. Yeah. But because they're so supporting, I haven't ha- been able to really, I haven't had to battle with anyone in my community. Everyone mm. is truly on board. And that's something I'm so grateful for because I understand it's not your, in like quote marks, typical South Asian kind of job. Job, yeah. Thing, whatever that means, because that's a stereotype. Yeah. That's from my culture, which is kind of changing, I think. And I hope. Yeah. So I think I've been very lucky because my mum's an artist as well. So she's she's a creative little cat. Okay. Nice. So it's more my dad that needed a bit more convincing. Mm-hmm. So he's just a businessman, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very different worlds. Because I've got two little sisters. He used to joke when we grew up and he was like, I want a pilot, a doctor and a lawyer. You three decide. And we were oh, like, yeah okay dad all right not for I, me. I actually had pilot he gave me pilot and I was like dead I actually haven't got 2020 vision so dad, no yeah you have to have 2020 vision don't you to be a pilot I some I wear reading glasses so I was like I can't do that yeah <laughs> and then my sister was gonna be the lawyer it was all too funny and now he's checked like we've, he's got two three like performers in the family <laughs> oh my god crazy so you've all taken after your mum in that respect creativity wise yes. yeah absolutely she would have been a dancer if it wasn't so like frowned upon you get to do that and then found art and like you know textiles and stuff yeah so she's got a thing but like she would have been a dancer I think that's mad like, yeah that is mad kind of but that obviously it. yeah yeah you're yeah. living it for her yeah and that's probably mm-hmm. where it's come from but then but you did the whole was your dad involved you did the campaign with your family for, for Halifax, Halifax yeah and yes. um, was your dad involved with that too yes right so now, okay so he's literally like, yeah comes about. yeah he's loving it oh my god and he had like a little like close-up at the end and he loved it this is his first time ever on a set right and he so actually funny. I like he, second time he came to visit me once when we were doing this Bollywood film uh, Mubaraka but um he loved it yeah he was like oh oh my god like this is so good and like someone came to like touch him up and I think she said like oh you don't need any makeup I'm just taking off like the the sweat or something and he mm. was like Nikita, did you hear that? I don't need any makeup. And I was like, yes, Dad. You're stunning. You oh, my great. God, living his best life on That was a whole, like, set. family affair. Yeah, that was such a good vibe. What a job. Yeah, that's... Out, like, this year, like, early. We shot it in January and boom, quick. Oh, my gosh, amazing. That's, like, that's, again, I'm sure that was a memorable one. That's, like, one for the books, isn't it? Oh, my God, how can I forget about that? <laughs> yes, that yeah. is <laughs> So you like, do you feel like there has been any times where it's hindered you at all in terms of your ethnicity or has it kind of created opportunities for you? I think it's hard to know because say if I'm getting rejected from something like an Mm. audition, I don't know if that was because of my, my look, my ethnicity. I don't know that. So I almost don't really, I'm a bit oblivious in that fact. And I do feel like a type of, what's the word, like, kind of like grateful, like gratitude, kind of like, um, I feel really grateful that I am sometimes the face for South Asian girls in like, say the modeling and commercial industry. Because sure. I get loads of messages like from people like, you're repping us, you're repping us, you're killing it. Like, and I know it's just like TV adverts, but I, I feel so powerful and I'm like, yes, a voice, like it's, it, I'm so happy it's like, that I get to represent. So I don't know like if I have been, like lucky or not yeah sometimes you don't know if you don't why don't you don't get the job sometimes you do because it's just like you literally don't fit the shoe size or something yeah 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 and sometimes you don't know if it's your talent and most likely it's not your talent so yeah that's the thing that I feel like um, a lot of people in the who aren't in the industry don't know is that that like half we don't know what's going on half the time 
99 percent of the time actually I'm not even half is like an understatement behind the scenes in terms of yeah casting and things you don't know like you said why you didn't get the job and you'll never find out but like mm. I always do feel like it say if I, I just sometimes it doesn't click at the time but if I look back on a job that I've done and like it wasn't you know when you get the breakdown and for you I'm sure it says like Asian whatever yeah it'll say mixed black blah 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 but then mm. if it if it that was never stated and I've booked the job and then I, I I always feel like oh I actually I got that for my and that's how it should be but it should always yeah. be that you know you get the job because you're talented not because oh you my look god the part yeah because you be are a certain ethnicity like it's oh okay it's great to have these opportunities you know because of your ethnicity but it it's it is such a good feeling when you know that that could have been anyone that could have been the blonde girl next to me it could have been you know anyone it's almost like a fair game kind of yeah like you audition and you know what I find interesting Vanani is like lots of briefs do come through and it'll be like Asian girl 20s long hair big eyes and I'm like me right yeah and then I'll do them auditions and I don't book those jobs huh okay so now I've learned to like you know like auditions come through not to be so fixated on like oh but I don't look the part or oh I don't I don't have that accent or I don't have that feel like it's about creating character right it's all happening the opposite way I'm telling you now <laughs> like those jobs that I think I'm like pinpoint perfect for on paper they're not, they're not coming they're not coming to me exactly you might not have been what was on the paper but then you do go in the room or you send the tape or whatever and then you've actually like switched on a light bulb in their head and they've actually thought actually like this will really work with them and it wasn't what they were expecting yeah. either but again that's the thing also- isn't it we never know I also feel like it might be the the like the pressure's less added. Like when you, I feel like when I see a brief that I know I fit like on paper. Yeah. I think I maybe put some more pressure on myself to like nail the audition or not, you know, not do anything wrong or whatever. But when I'm when it's more free open, here's the character, here's a breakdown. Maybe it's because I feel more comfortable and loose. I can just kind of play. You're like, well, it could be anyone. Like it doesn't have to be me. It could be anyone. Yeah. Yeah. The pre- when the pressure's off, you, I think. I'm doing my best work, my better yeah. work. Yeah, 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 for sure. Everyone, no one, I don't know if people at work the best under pressure. Under pressure, yeah, exactly. Actually, that's interesting. So the way the world's gone at the moment with the mm. pandemic, I mean, acting's always been very self-tapey anyway. But yeah. um, now, even live performances and theatre and things like that, yeah. and most things are taping first round or it's on Zoom anyway. How do yeah. you, like, do you prefer being in the room or do you prefer doing a tape? So for acting, I've actually only been in the room like a couple times, like a handful mm. of times. Mm. Like I haven't really been in the room. And I'd love to be in the room because I think, I know people, everyone says this, but you want to meet someone, you want to meet them and get a yeah. vibe. I do think that I I like meeting people. Like I do. Me too, yeah. And like, especially when you just want to ask a couple questions to the casting director, but you can't. Like how you, yeah. you can't ask via email. They kind of give you most of the, thing but you maybe have an idea that you just want to ask and sometimes for me after I've read the script and after I go to tape something I'm like oh now I've got many a question that I'd love to if I was in the room ask for yeah and be like what do you think of this because I think this and then this conversation that's the thing because in the room it is just that, that quick conversation, is it? Whereas you can't start sending emails back and forth about every little detail. Da, 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 I like I get replies. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? They haven't got the time. But in the room, it's it's just something that needs to be a little a little exchange. Yeah. I'm I'm figuring it out on self on self tapes, and I think this whole this past year, I've kind of really had the time to like think about it. I don't know what I was doing for all those years. Genuinely, what was I, I doing? But then do you know what? Like I have booked jobs before. Off, like I look back and I'm like that tape not necessarily what I was doing but just like now I really go for I feel like same I've really refined like you know my setup and everything like that yeah but like not before the pandemic and no one had time to think about anything did they I was just go get something through film it in the dark room the night before like in the literally corner of my room all grainy but but like sometimes that like that's worked and I'm like and then then you get all this high-tech stuff and you're not getting the job and you're like what is going on here I know but Listen, my biggest mistake, and I can't believe no one told me for years, is I was filming everything like vertically, like all my self tapes. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. is number one, Nikita. Why did no one tell me to rotate my phone and landscape? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, myself, I'm just putting myself at a disadvantage here. But you then, it's like, I bet you, you must have booked jobs off, off tapes that you've sent like that before. I don't know. Maybe. 
Because I Probably sometimes not. I, I feel like Pete, like I don't know. Sometimes it just whatever, whatever, just whatever goes, Maybe. you know. Yeah, whatever goes. But let's be honest. Everything we should film self tapes landscape. Yeah, don't don't be me. Landscape, nice frame. Try it. For sure. Yeah. Moving on. So we spoke about career highlights. Has there been any um, moments that that have been really hard for you? Obviously, the past well, how many months is it now? It's it's going to be two years before we know it of this pandemic, but that's been hard enough in itself for everybody. Either that or before that, like, has there been moments that have been really tough for you? What have you kind of learned from them? How have you kind of brought yourself back? Brought yourself back up? I think. I mean, rejection's hard isn't it mm. like let's be honest especially when you work so hard for something and you get so close and I feel like that's kind of what's happening with me sometimes I'll be like getting close and then crumble crumble like all crumble, yeah, yeah, like yeah. crashing down but I think for me the times where I found it the hardest is when I'm just too in my head like when I yeah. don't have when I'm not like communicating with my close friends and family how I'm feeling and yeah. it's very easy to do that it's very easy to become very this industry especially that we're in is so self-critical and self like analyzing that you you can't help but think you're shit you're this you're that I'm, I'm never gonna do it like especially after the rejection but I think I can quickly get myself out of that because I've got such a nice support system yeah being with my friends and family you don't even need to have that many people I think just one person that is mm-hmm. there for you no matter what yeah and I think I've got that with my like my close ones mm-hmm but I think it's quite easy to just, you can feel it any, like even after you've done a big job, I think you can feel depressed like the next day when you don't have anything for three weeks. Like it's yeah. so simple. hundred percent. During these times where we've physically been locked in a global like pandemic, mm. been a lot of reflecting, I think. Yeah. But I'm just grateful to be out, you know, alive and breathing and healthy and the small things I'm not taking for granted anymore. I'm really 100%, not. percent. Yeah. That's a big job, job. Who cares? Like, yeah. no one died. That, yeah, yeah. Did I die? No. We move on. Let me it's, go for my lovely daily walk. <laughs> that's so true. That's like a classic saying that my grandma used to say: "Is like, as long as there's no loss of life, like, oh, yeah, it, it's fine." And it's so true. That's what you have to think, isn't it? And that's what keeps you sane. Exactly. Like and that. you have to. My like motto in life is like: work hard, play hard. Like, work hard, live your, and then like enjoy it after like yeah don't get so rounded up with the whole um but I must do this and I must do this no go out live your life I like to like go out and meet my friends and yeah like, yeah, yeah. whatever that's my like it just goes back in full circle I'm like yeah, yeah. work hard play hard it's, do you know what it's so not like it's so refreshing to hear that and that is actually I would say that's the sole reason why I started this podcast to chat to people like within our industry because I feel what I feel like so obviously so people listen to this maybe they follow you on Instagram or well I'll talk a bit about social media in a minute but like I feel like that's all or they see you on adverts you know they've seen you on this billboard blah 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 and it's like no one knows literally what's going on behind the scenes and like it's that's why what I found comforting throughout the pandemic whether you're I don't know like Tom the bin man or like Kim Kardashian (laughs) We've Tom all, <laughs> yeah or Tom Cruise literally we've all been in this same situation like I found it really comforting to like listen to podcasts just yeah. read and watch things online like and just see like people being normal and like living I know. normal lives and no I'm like, FOMO. Oh God, like me too yeah yeah no phone because no one's out like <laughs> yeah like no one's doing anything we're all literally in the same position I think yeah, maybe we needed it slightly. I wish we didn't, I wish it wasn't COVID that took that for us. Exactly. Like, for us, but maybe we all needed just to stop, like, the world. I, I really believe that, yeah. Like, I truly yeah. think that there was, that. that's the thing, isn't it? I just, like, wish it wasn't, yeah, at other, like, wish people lives. people didn't have to die and, and it yeah. was a whole horrible thing. Yeah. But we must, we have to sort of think about the positives now coming out of this thing. Like, it's yeah. been a long time. For sure. It's been a while. It's been a while. We to try and fix ourselves and yeah but that's what I feel like is like like you're saying that now everyone that those kind of like things that have become apparent to us like I feel like we will take it into our lives like when thing well the new normal whatever we go back to work we're now like going out again and I feel like we do we are like carrying that like energy and that attitude with us now and it just you just see the world differently don't you like you say you know that like if it's not a life or death situation then whatever 
Yeah, just living life. Exactly. Grateful for all the moments. I feel like we're on, a, we're on the same vibe. Yeah, for, for sure. So social media. Obviously, you've got quite a big presence on social media. Mm-hmm. You've got Instagram followers. And I feel like oh. <laughs> it's so um, easy, isn't it, to go on your phone and just see it's, it's a highlight reel it's a constant even TikTok where people have a bit more of a laugh it's a bit more like you don't care if you've got makeup on blah blah blah. but it's still like you you seriously in your low moments no one's posting anywhere which is fine like I don't think anyone should do that but I think it as a like someone consuming it it's, it's so easy to get caught up in it isn't it um yeah. having conversations like this I feel like really just like opens people's eyes to like Mm. it's just not everything is how you see online and you know honestly have you ever had like a like a a social media refresh like a pause like a I since since the first lockdown I'm like big on it like honestly in that that first lockdown there was days where I, I would just put I still do it now my mum always shouts at me because she rings me my phone will go straight to voicemail because I put do not disturb on because yeah, yeah. I want to pick my phone up when I want if someone sends me a whatsapp or I get a notification on Instagram just subconsciously I've then yeah I've opened this app and this app and then I've seen an email that I didn't want to see and then so I like I'm big on that and yeah I just try and keep my screen time down as much as I can and sometimes delete the app for like a weekend and yeah yeah. those uh, I watched is it the social network they talk about that yes like those companies and the social media apps are literally trying to get you back on it like that's that's their idea yeah and it is addictive it's addictive I do think a little refresh, just deleting the app, because you have to delete everything and like completely go off grid. But if you just delete the apps, yeah. when you go back on it, it's literally still there. It's still there. Everyone is doing the same shit. It's all still happening. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. No FOMO, no, nothing. You missed nothing. Yeah. You might have missed a couple of pictures of your friends, but you go back and like them. But I do think, yeah, social media is a mad one, isn't it? Mm. It's a weird one nowadays like with business wise and just getting your face and your name out there it's got so many pros but yeah with it comes so many cons and it yeah it can be dangerous can't it I feel like that's another thing I did actually in the first lockdown um I literally unfollowed loads of people if you're listening right now and I've unfollowed you on Instagram like don't take it personally (laughs) it's a me thing though but I actually like some people yeah like I there was some people that I would I would actually sit and think for like five minutes like is this really bad if I unfollow them but I'm like it's it's my mind that's like it's self-sabotage almost by see do you know just seeing stuff that I don't protecting yourself yeah, yeah I don't need to see and and it's it's making me think things about myself or about my work or just life and you know the things I have and don't have that I just don't need it one it's not real anyway what I've just seen is not real anyway that was another like hack of mine was to just kind of like clear the rubbish out in a way I think so too and especially you know those people that you feel guilty unfollowing because maybe you went to school with them and or whatever and they're gonna feel upset or whatever no I've changed my mind I'm just like no (laughs) that's what I mean like I genuinely if there is anyone that happens to be listening that like I've seen me unfollow them it's not I've I almost thought like should I put on my stat I thought this is a bit extra but I was like should I put on my story like if if you've seen me unfollow you like don't don't take it personally if I see you in the street like let's literally chat for half an hour like I want to speak to you but you are your feed a little bit you consume like you consume it so you need to be and I was speaking to my friend actually because she was feeling um, a little bit insecure about her body. I mean, standard. When she's following, like model after model after influencer after Instagram, like Instagram people that are stunning and amazing. But the whole whole feed was that. And I was yeah. like, "Hey, this is why you feel like this because you are phenomenal. But look at what you're literally Looking consuming, at. and all you can feel is that about you. So I think you have to tailor it. And I think your feed needs to be like." whatever you want it to be and for me I, I like it to be like a little part inspiring part close to people part funny and that works yeah. for me yeah that is perfect because then I've got a balance we all followed just one thing you just become that you just you become that, you absorb yeah. into that and you just become I don't know you, you become affected by it it might be positive for you you might be like loving life because all you're following is like cute dogs That's yeah great. Yeah, and that's you, isn't it? That's that's what you're doing. It's so it's, it's so fun. so true. Yeah, and you know what? Another book I read actually recently. This is interesting. This like now has got me thinking. I feel like I need to have like another round of like getting rid of things because it was okay. saying as well though. What's dangerous? This is kind of like what you were saying about your friend. Is you then? So you okay? You get rid of the people that you feel like you don't need to follow all the time, and then 
you now follow all these things that you think are like motivating inspiring it's actually psychology like it's a reverse effect so I mean I'm no psychologist like don't take this for blood but what it was saying in roundabout way was like um you see this and you think oh my god like I'm striving for that but that is also telling your brain that you currently don't have that yeah that puts you on a downer exactly Yeah. yeah so body car house holiday like job anything yeah and then you you think that okay but I'm aiming for that this is why I'm following this person because they have like what I'm aspiring to which is amazing like we've all got goals and you need something to aspire to but it is yeah it is kind of having the opposite effect and it is constantly reminding you that you don't have it now and making you feel like shit basically so basically boils back down to what I said earlier about balance yes yes (laughs) it's all about balance without that we're actually like we're all lost souls, aren't we? We'd rather just be working hard, playing hard, having a good time. 100%. <laughs> they always say like fame or fortune. I'm like, happiness? Yeah, is that an option? So interesting. So, right, we're going to start wrapping it up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading on from goals, aspirations, like have you got any, like what's maybe like your five-year plan? I mean, you might want to share it. Some people don't like, are like, oh, oh. I don't want to, you know, don't want to give it away even yeah like give anything away but just in general like have you got anything you'd like to do next like what are you aiming for what are you looking forward to what do you hope to do yes I have obviously I don't have a five-year plan like I don't think like I don't think you can really plan your five years in this industry when it's so topsy-turvy left right do you know what I mean like True. maybe you can a little bit you can tailor it I suppose but I guess my my next like goal or dream would be like just more just more acting I want to find the character that I can like connect with and play and portray so well mm. that I'd love to be you know more of that I don't know what that really means like if that means like a tv show or a film or something but I think that will give me I'm kind of craving that kind of for sure um work yeah if that makes sense like when I did um Riz Ahmed's The Long Goodbye short mm-hmm. film yeah I'm craving something like that where I felt so connected to the to the work and I felt so proud to be in it. So yeah. I think that's what I want next. And I don't really know how that's going to come. But I'm going to I'm just going to keep working hard. It will come to you. The right thing will come. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I think so. Yeah. So just that. It's really vague, isn't it? I just want to yeah, work. But, like, but that's the best way. Just like keep, character. Yeah, keep doing what you're yeah. doing. And then the right thing will it will come along. And what's meant to be will be, hey? Sounds God, I'm really like Lucy Goosey now, aren't I? In my flowy yeah. dress. You're in like... Italy. Whereabouts in Italy are you? In Milano. Milan. <laughs> in Milan. Lovely. Um, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see it on Tuesday. You, oh, you, you say you're out on there. Tuesday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. And then filming Wednesday. Boom. Lovely. Okay, so to finish off, I finish off every episode with 10 quick fire questions. Oh my god, here we go. Okay, so I mean, I'm shocking at these. I've just I can't stop talking. Um, but the aim is so between a word and a sentence. Okay, okay. To answer it. Aim for that. I think quick, like. Yeah, but no pressure. Like if you've got more to say, go for it, you know. There's no rules. Okay. Um, okay, are you ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Favorite food. Oh my god, sushi! Nice. <laughs> Favorite music artist? Oh my god, right now, currently, Brockhampton. I can't stop playing them right now. Okay, nice. Summer or winter? Summer. Sure. Tea or coffee? Oh, I love both. Chai, yeah, tea. Okay, okay. Where's your favorite place to be? Oh. I think anywhere with something that's like nature, like either a beach or like a forest or like a park or something like nature. Okay. Out. Outdoors, yeah. Feel most at peace, yeah, there. Uh, what are you watching on TV at the moment or Netflix, whatever? Oh my God, I'm watching Sex Life. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard of that. Oh my God, my friends are telling me. My auntie told me to watch this. Oh. Shout out to Sima Masi. She was like, you should watch this. And it's just a lot of nudity. And I'm, it's quite funny. It's good. Okay. Sex life. Number one in Italy. So I was just like, all right, I'll watch it now. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, what's your favourite colour? Oh, like I'm answering these like immediately, like whatever first comes. Yeah, like, first that's what we want. Purple. I'm just going to say purple. Purple. Okay. Why okay. not? Lilac. What is something people might not know about you? 
one thing people might not know about me. I don't know. I'm like, what? I like that I like to cook, but then I feel like sometimes I post that on my Instagram. I don't know. Mm. That I... Maybe people that really just don't know me, like, at all, probably that they don't know that I'm actually really friendly. Okay, fair and enough. I'm really, like, like, a huggable, like, tactile person. So, like, if you don't know me at all, I don't think you just assume, like, oh, that girl will, like, give me a hug, but I would. Nice, that's people. a good one. Yeah. And that I used to play violin. That's random as hell. No there one knows go. that. Oh, there you go. That's a good random fact. Squeak on the violin. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite animal? Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a Leo, so let's say lion. Lion, Leo, same. Yeah. Snap. It's my favorite animal. Really? Yeah, that's stunning. And okay, last one, which I ask everybody: What is a one piece of advice you would give to somebody listening, or like a quote that you live by? I guess what I said earlier, like work hard, play hard. I think, but maybe stemming off from that go with the flow like go Mm. with the flow Mm. because life is ebbing and flowing and things are going to happen that you have no control over sometimes it's going to be hard and sometimes it's going to be amazing so going with the flow and just being kind of like adaptable I think is quite useful especially in this industry I can't really say that for everything I can speak for me and just like taking the hits you know taking the hits sometimes they get you you're like ow that one really stung but just like building yourself and be like right well I'm going with I'm going to move on to this pathway now and flow that way yeah because you can't control anything and that's what I've learned it's hard amazing love that love that (laughs) it was like a really nice way to round it off yeah I couldn't agree with you more so that is a wrap before you go where can people find you follow you on the socials i'm at nikita chada on everything like <laughs> instagram tiktok twitter um <laughs> which is n-i-double-k-i-t-a-c-h-a-d-h-a nikita chada oh, and you can email me fine if you want to you know if people have any questions or like i always think like sometimes i want to ask people stuff and then i get too scared just dm me or like email me i'll actually respond yeah. well there you go if anyone wants to drop at nikita a dm you can slide in um thank you so much for being here today really really appreciate it all the way from italy that's the first time i've interviewed someone internationally can we just say the wi-fi was really doing bits it was doing bits you literally have been crystal clear the whole time someone just decided that for us thanks for having me it was nice thank you so much for joining us on this episode don't forget to like subscribe leave us a review it is much much appreciated you can follow us for exclusive content on all social media platforms at bts with podcast and you can also find me on instagram at vinani Mwaz. that's v-i-n-a-n-i-m-w-a-z thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one